Good morning, everybody. Stephen Applegate coming to you from a brisk Sunday morning, 5.21 a.m. November 4th, 2018. And yes, I am taking a stroll at this early hour when most people would be sleeping in slumbering in the warmth of their beds. At 36 degrees, there's frost on the vehicles. And that's the thermometer, <laughs> that's the thermometer on my smartphone. So the last walk that I took, it was a bit dissuading because I had gotten out in a t-shirt and shorts three weeks ago to the day. And it was cold. So bear with me. I've got some things I want to share, which I'm sure I haven't covered in previous podcasts. Let me explain my surroundings, my situation, my current experience, if I may. I've got an old Galaxy Note device in my left hand. And I've got the microphone plugged in, which again is a different setup than I've utilized in the past. Simply because I have been utilizing my earbuds and the microphone for the most part. Now this is a lapel mic, a small condenser mic that I've used for various vlogs in the past. So it will pick up a lot more audio, more clearly, and it'll muffle out some of the wind and breathing sounds. However, I am just getting started and my breathing may be heavy, but it'll subside as I progress. So bear with me on that. I just left the house and I'm gonna tuck this device in my left pocket with the wad, with the wad of wiring bundled up beside it. Now I just disconnected the microphone uh, as it went into the pocket. So let's try not to do that again. Okay, it is recording. I'm about three minutes in. Let's get this thing slid in the pocket one more time. Okay, there we go. All right, and I'll just let that run, I guess. <laughs> Again, no professional setup here for this podcast. I'm literally walking down the sidewalk on the left-hand side of the road. Exiting the neighborhood I reside towards the historic downtown. I'm currently passing a streetlight a series of which are illuminating the pavement. Several cars have already passed, as you probably have heard. And I'm coming up on a retail shopping center. The glow of the red channel letter CVS pharmacy sign is backlit with a crescent moon in the sky. There's a pylon sign. With a for lease sign just next to it. So if you know Brian Ellis, 240-436-6180 is Brian's number. And if you're looking for a retail establishment in the historic northern Frederick County town of Thermont, that's where I'm at. All right, so I'm going to get this face mask off of my face. 
only because I'm uh, perspiring a little bit. And I've got this, I don't know what they call it, baklava, that we picked up at the Costco on Friday night. It was $10, uh, full covered face mask for the head and face. Uh, it is, I wouldn't say microfiber, but it's a very soft material. And it would be perfect for the winter months, battling the elements, as well as to be a little bit more comfortable in the <laughs> early frosty morning in this November day. So I'm gonna proceed. I'm just gonna let it roll and just capture a couple of my thoughts, my ambitions, my motivation, as I've done in the past, and I've got, who knows, eight miles ahead of me. I've got a whole journey ahead of me. And I've got some meditation music playing in my earbuds, which are independent of this recording. And some of these podcasts, I'll dub in some sounds some music. Depending upon the length of the podcast, some of the audio is only 20 minutes long. Others are an hour or more. And I would expect this podcast to be the latter of the two. Because I'm prepared <laughs> to go all in here. Now, there's a iconic bridge that I'm about to pass under. And it was in the media, at least locally, in recent months, the refurbishment of this bridge, which cost a good twenty-five dollars or $30,000 to repaint and put new graphics. And I'm looking up and I see the, the white contrasting letters of Thermont plastered across this old railroad bridge that was probably erected in its current condition in uh, the early 1930s, I believe, maybe late 1920s. And I got involved in the effort last July of 2017 posting publicly the intention of refurbishment throughout the community and getting a public vote. Now here we are in midterm elections, early voting was available up until today or tomorrow. So Tuesday is election day and it's important to Count your vote. Get it done. I'm just going to readjust the microphone a little bit since I took the face mask off. I just want to make sure it's picking up enough audio here for my vocal cords so that must be a little bit better besides being squished in my neckline and forgive me for the heavy breathing as it's been several weeks and I go about this routine every other week I was trying to do every week there for a while Three weeks ago, I took that wrong turn, if you followed me on that podcast. And it ended up doing, being nine and a half miles. And it's tough to wake up in a frigid morning, nestled in your bed with your significant other, our family, with the baby next to us, 
and just get up and go into the frigid cold. Your knuckles stiffened by the lack of blood flow. Uh, the frosty air entering into the lungs. And I'm coming up at the intersection here of Main Street, which is 77 Main Street and 550. You can hear the beacon. I pushed across. I'm not gonna cross, I'm just gonna hang a left here and go in the counterclockwise direction that I would normally go. And the intention for this is not to get lost again, which I may, if I forget to take a turn, but by the time I get back up the road, at a reasonable hour, there are businesses open, specifically a Dunkin' Donuts that might decide to stop in for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea perhaps and that would be great a nice warming finish to the morning yeah three hours is a significant amount of time to be out at such a distance from home on foot whether you're running or walking in this case So it's, it's a challenge, this journey ahead is rewarding simply because of achieving the task of planting your two feet on the ground and just getting it done. Believe me, that little voice inside my head was telling me this morning. So I was tossing and turning in the hour before. I could have gotten up at four o'clock to do this, but I was hesitant. And I didn't want to be disturbed because I was so restful, so comfortable. I was in the moment of complete and utter bliss. With the blanket over me, who wants to go out in this cold? Now granted, I still have the t-shirt and shorts on my body, <laughs> but I'm a little bit more prepared this time. So I'm not suffering as I was weeks ago in fact, I'm determined and quite comfortable in my stride. Passing a church turned residence at 117E, Route 77. That family has turned this house, this church house, into a home, which is amazing and also walking past the Guardian Hose Company activities field where the carnival events are held and so forth. Next to the electrical substation, they've got a little trolley car here. They used to have a trolley trail and look at that little yellow picket post that they had just installed yesterday for the many libraries that they're going to have everywhere. That's, that's pretty interesting. The mayor had posted something about that yesterday. So shout out to you, Mr. Mayor, if you are in fact listening. Wonderful town, I must admit. Small town feel, high values. And I probably wouldn't have had the pleasure of experiencing this little Shangri-La if it wasn't for a series of misfortunate events. 
And our life is plagued with such challenges that could go awry at any moment as we decide to make certain actions based on our current situation, our flight, our fight response, or even freeze, <laughs> which is quite fitting, but I'm not going to freeze. Fight or flight is usually what most people will describe in situations where you're faced with a challenge, a threat. But what about the moments when you are freezing? You're not moving, you're mobile, immobile. Perfect example of that is just an hour ago. The motivating factor for me to get up and out of bed with both feet simultaneously on the bedroom floor, as I do every morning, it's a conscious effort to plant my heels at the same moment in time. Not one before the other. I've been practicing that for some time. And it's just a conscious deliverance of my activity in synchronized order. Unintended consequence of getting up and out of bed and moving on to the tasks at hand. So of course I went through a quick little routine and I must admit I prepared myself last night. And before going to bed it's important to set yourself up to win. Whether it's in a challenging sport or in a situation where you're facing a trip ahead with yourself or your family, to have a checklist. Go through these things and prepare yourself accordingly. Excuse me. You can imagine I've got a little bit of a runny nose because of this chill. So my face is exposed with this mask pulled down around my chin area. And if you can imagine shorts and a t-shirt over some long johns and a hooded sweatshirt, yeah, that's, that's me, I'm that guy. Now the reason I'm putting the t-shirt over the sweatshirt is because it's a bright neon yellow. If you've ever seen a photoluminescent product, it's like a yellow-green, real bright glow stick green. And it's got a little reflector on it, on the chest and uh, on the back spine area at the top, cervical thoracic area, there's a couple of series of dots that just give that little reflectivity to traffic. And I've took a, another step further, and I've got this strobe on my hooded sweatshirt zipper. That was an afterthought just before leaving the house, and I knew I wanted to wear this strobe. It's just a flashlight with a series of functions, and strobe is one of them that flashes in series. And going down these dark country roads here in northern Frederick County, Maryland, there are no streetlights, no residences, just a bunch of farmland and cows, perhaps, is the only company I'll get. But every so often there's that passing automobile. So I wanna make sure that they can see me coming in the opposite direction. So I stepped out of bed, both feet planted on the ground. And I did a mental check. 
asking myself, do you want to do this? Absolutely I do. I tell you, it's been such a journey. It's been such a challenge. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to turn around and just give up on all these rewarding efforts. This weight loss. 63 pounds on this journey. Spent four hours brewing kombucha yesterday and bottling batch number seven. I tell you, <laughs> every batch becomes greater in volume. And I've got about four gallons of this stuff that I'm consuming personally for personal use only. <laughs> Can you imagine doing hundreds of gallons, thousands of gallons, increasing production and bottling it, throwing a label on it and calling it your own? Astounding. Who knows if I'll ever get there with that. All I know is that I'm using it as a fuel, a, an addition to my arsenal to achieve these goals, these water fasting events that have led me up till November 4th. And people ask, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, the old man I work with made a suggestion and thank you, Oral. It's been a pleasure speaking with you every day, sharing our experiences, and you've been a mentor, a confidant, and a true friend. And thanks for looking out after all these years. Will I shift my water fasting by a day next week? and the following so that it doesn't fall on Thanksgiving Thursday I don't know what to do and let me go into it a little bit further as you would expect Tuesday July 17th 2018 I made the harsh decision to stop eating yes just stop eating and not just for several hours, not even for just a few days. But for a week at a time. Seven whole days of starvation, of fasting. Forgive me, if I had a tissue, I would definitely use it. So let me align my spine here a little bit and crack it a little. I could just feel this alignment of my nerve endings opening up the nerve pathways as my posture is constantly being in check here in recent months. I've had spinal fusion, as you may already know, and the upper back starting from the first thoracic up to the cervical vertebrae. I've suffered from spinal fusion and significant spinal injury. And I continue to suffer from a subluxation on the first thoracic, going down to the fifth lumbar. But C3 through C7, is fused with a 64 millimeter titanium plate with eight screws. And I've talked about it in the past in the podcast. And it's a constant reminder of 20 years ago, 25 years ago. 
and the injuries I sustained through an automobile accident. And things are just compounded over the years as, as you experience detrimental situations that cause bodily harm. And then you find yourself waking up one day in agony and pain. And what do you do about that pain, that situation? You have to rectify it. You have to dress every point on your body in which you feel this discomfort, this pain. And I've got many, we all do. It could be physical, it could be mental. This distress, this continuance of our environment and how we interpret our every waking moment and finding a balance in our mass, our bodies are a product of that balance. And to focus that energy together into your chakras is a wonderful experience. Transcendental meditation to focus and just close your eyes, which I cannot do at this time, but it's damn near close because not only am I focusing these energies into this path of one direction, I'm developing a momentum at the same time. However, so minuscule on this planet and in our universe, it all comes down to this understanding, this knowledge, and ultimately the wisdom you have to share these experiences. But these experiences are always distorted once you have the spoken word. So think about that for a moment. These emotions that you're feeling, this ability to transcend and get yourself away from the body cognitively, you're actually allowing your synapse your neural activity to fire and synchronize in a way in which you shall achieve enlightenment. Because you have this understanding. It's about you. This is your life. And how you go about living this Life in constant chaos really comes down to how you interpret your actions and others' reactions to arrive at a destination simply to know you've done it right. Coming up on the Thermont Senior Center. They've got a couple outdated letters and dates on the illuminated sign. Colorfest, yes. October 11th. Bingo was on Halloween. I can tell you what, they could definitely benefit from having an LED message display at that facility. That sign could definitely display some public information, especially as it applies to the elementary school right across the street here. Some community awareness, whether it's just simply displaying time and temperature. Yeah, I do that. That's the business that I'm in. I landed in that business <laughs> completely random. And here it is, 
nearly 11 years, 12 years after the fact that I made that call inquiring about a position off of a step stake sign in the yard of a small sign manufacturer, a neon plant, if you may. And neon, that magnificent glow, that crimson glow, nothing compares. Now, LED definitely comes very close as far as versatility and simulation of neon, tubing, what you would see in a fancy traditional diner setting. But the industry is getting away from that. Now, you can have some rope lighting accents around the top of a facade, architectural detail. And these are things that I bring up to clients all the time. What do you want your establish, establishment to resemble? What's the overall brand guideline? Do you even have a concept in mind? So you have to offer some guidance and lead them down a certain path with your knowledge and understanding in your profession. And it applies to everybody, whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, or just a utility worker on a power line or public service employee. You're picking up a garbage can and throwing it in the dump truck. Hey, I've been there. I've done that. I've driven those trucks. I've been up in the bucket. I've been servicing street lights and manufacturing neon, harnessing the glow of argon gas within a controlled environment and electrifying it with 15,000 volts and experiencing that voltage in certain mistakes along the way. That's a wake up call if, it, if I ever knew one. So why am I sharing this? <sighs> why do anything? Why walk the path? Why walk the mile? I'm here, aren't I? I appreciate you joining me. I appreciate the support of friends and family near and far And I express my gratitude in that. Without these encouraging relationships and interactions, I wouldn't have the motivation. I would be laying in bed, entering that dream state once again my subconscious mind percolates and forgive me as the earbuds are playing some advertisement through Google Play Music <laughs> and uh, yeah just throwing a wrench in there through my train of thought and when you've got these solfeggio beats and tabla and tempura, sitar music, that drone sound that is very depictive in Middle Eastern and Eastern Asia music, I love those sounds. I love 
eclectic international traditional music whether it's Celtic or Gaelic I could listen to that stuff because of heritage obviously but others would listen to this music to meditate and to get in that zone and there are tracks available to download online at no cost and I would recommend if you haven't already become familiar with an artist whose name is Tom Kenyon and I experienced Tom's music out of a box set from a purchase at a local Barnes and Noble store back in the year 2000 where these CDs ended up I don't know uh, they might still be at the old house in New Jersey for all I know Joey if you're listening let me know if you find any series of CDs <laughs> stacked up gathering dust perhaps in the basement yeah I didn't take them with me during the move in fact yeah CDs I haven't physically picked up a CD case and put it in a radio and maybe five years and even at that time it wasn't for me to enjoy the music it was for either my son or daughter to play some children's CD I can't tell you the place and time but that was probably the situation so yeah technology has come a long way you don't put a CD in much anymore, let alone a computer. I've got my computer in my pocket recording this podcast. I've got two computers in my pocket. I've got the newer Note 8 playing the music while I dictate this word to you. Now, it's not the gospel. It's not a testimony. It's just a read it... <laughs> reiteration of sorts and I'm confident it's continuing to record yeah, I might pull that device out of my pocket and check because you know, 20 years ago I did this with a laptop computer and I decided to take a stroll and capture my experiences 20 years ago. Now there were tape recorders, you know, nothing digital, truly digital. It was a physical tape recorder causing the electrons to shift on the magnetic field capturing the auditory output of events and my voice and then I crashed the computer and didn't save half of the stuff I ended up trying to record <sighs> I even went so far as to <clears throat> purchase a spy camera <laughs> which is funny because cameras have come so far over the years and you know out of a catalog or a website yeah there were websites 20 years ago but I may have just simply gone on the internet to order this spy camera wireless spy camera now you needed a 9 volt battery or a power supply to transmit so the device itself with the two black and red wires going to the 9 volt adapter was still about three quarters of an inch cubed and if you can imagine a little black uh, 
GoPro shrunken down to about three quarters of an inch cube. This spy camera was amazing. It came with a little bracket you can screw into the wall and have it up and about somewhere. And I did that. I had it in the house and this little bracket that encompassed, encompassed the perimeter of one of the four sides. And I would sync it to the receiver that would actually pick up the digital signal. But the quality was very crude. It was only black and white. There was no microphone, no audio, audio capturing in this device. It was primitive in the sense that nowadays you can do 4K 360 degree video captures with these devices, which is amazing. You've got hyperlapse or hyper smooth formats that'll actually stabilize video footage through the programming. And the GoPro Hero 7 is a perfect example of that. And I've seen footage some demonstrations recently and it looks like it's a superior device especially for action shots for those who want to capture your moment on a mountain bike GoPro's got the answer Now here I'm 42 minutes into this podcast, checking the device and the microphone. Yeah, it's still plugged in, unfortunately. And you guys are still suffering through this Applegate experience. When is he going to get to the point? <laughs> well, I'm making my way to the end of the path, the walkway path. I'm at the outskirts of town. There is no more concrete sidewalk. So here I am crossing the street. As I get over this hill, I'll get back onto the opposite side of traffic here. Now look at that. Would you happen to see such a fantastic sight? It is twilight without even realizing now. I don't have to worry about the pitch darkness of this lonely backcountry road because I have nuclear energy lighting the way. All right. Yeah, the fusion of helium and hydrogen in our sun's core is the mass of a thousand planets, tens of thousands of universal bodies within the mass of our star. It's mind-boggling to know that you can look up and see tens of thousands of glimmering lights. And how can you believe there's not another one of us out there thinking the same thing that you're thinking right now? <laughs> You'd be foolish. And there are plenty of us out there who still think the Earth is flat. So how could it be at the center of our Milky Way galaxy there is no evidence of a supermassive black hole? Uh, I'm speechless. 
I've learned some physics in my college years. And to be educated in our school systems could get you only so far. Landing you a job where you're successful. But most of the time, you're studying something that will have of no use to you in the job market or in your career. Granted, if you're a specialist and you're able to find success immediately after your education, your formal education. All right, I'm gonna get my strobe illuminated here simply because it is twilight and I've got a vehicle approaching me with no sidewalk. There we go. Okay, so that was successful. You can hear the clicks, I'm sure. Yeah, nifty little thing. Simple little circuit. It's got two LED modules and a button that gets you through a series of four functions. Flashlight, strobe of sorts. So, very handy dandy. So I needed some distraction to get me in from that black hole discussion here. That monologue of sorts. All right, coming to an opening field. Wow, so the last time I came down this road, there was corn and a sign that said for lease. And it looks like the sign may be there in the, off the roadway. Looks like they put new gravel down, but the crops are all gone. In fact, I'm gonna grab a picture of this because, yeah, I can. I've got a camera in my pocket. That's something. The silhouette of a tree in the distance, the orange, of a sunrise, pre-dawn. Yeah, very nice. And to the west is the mountain. I see a single beacon of red light from a cell phone tower around the dip of this peak of the Catactin Mountain and plenty of farmland around surrounds me. That's where I'm at. Long road. Google that. I've got my Strava app tracking my GPS coordinates so I'm throwing that out there for anyone to see. My fitness pal will get my weight probably starting this Thursday. I won't step on the scale every day of the week while I'm not water fasting. The crescent moon persists above the field. I see a celestial body, which appears to be Venus, perhaps. Yeah, very bright in the distance, just over the horizon, a few degrees above the trees. Did you have a telescope growing up? I was fortunate enough to have a father who purchased one. And some of the most memorable experiences were setting up that telescope.
in the freezing cold of all things to capture the moonlight or the horsehead nebula it's such low resolution it's just amazing how the Hubble Space Telescope and interstellar satellites on a mission can send back these amazing captures of our universe. Let's get the strobe on again. Another car. So, it's good for me to do that with the strobe because I think twilight, dusk and dawn twilight, render a period in time in the visual cortex where objects are in that transition of light. And it's very similar in describing that time in which you've got a misting of rain covering surfaces of the street that become more viscous during that moment until it persists. And then the oils are washed away and traction isn't so encumbered by that fine layer, that bead that doesn't seem to settle, that hydrophobic reaction. There's a moment in time where people are going about their commute at certain hours and daylight savings has ended. Otherwise it would still be dark. So at this hour, 6.13 a.m. We have an extra hour of sleep. So I hope you enjoyed your extra hour of sleep and had the opportunity to dream a little bit more. Now, if it were any other day of the week, most people would be up at this time anyway. While they're sleeping till nine or 10 o'clock, good for you. If you have the opportunity to do it that way, and still get things accomplished, so be it. Others aren't so lucky. Or others aren't so inclined to take advantage of such leisure. This is the reason why I got out of bed to tell you this story. That was the deciding factor. So if at some point in time I fail to survive another day or if there was any evidence of a expiration of my term whether it be sudden or after a long fulfilled life I've got this this experience for friends and family to reference and with a smile on my face there's a high likelihood that that may be true that this recording will somehow exist in time for the future generations for future humans 
for my descendants, my family, my heritage. For the record, to reference, or perhaps for some divine artificial intelligence to capture and use to portray me as who I am in a hologram during a time where others are gathered at a memorial service just reiterating who I am this was your father your grandfather your great-grandfather How many references do you have of your family? How many of your memories are based on the photograph that was taken at that very moment in time? And your recollection revolves around that very moment. I hear you. <sighs> Memories are such a subject. Oh, we got a couple dogs there. Good morning, guys. Couple dogs in the farm. Go round up them sheep. And as everything is relative, you can think to a time when you've listened to a certain song and it sparks a memory. And that memory might go as far as to bring back certain textures and flavors and smells that were long forgotten. Your experience was simply relived because of this memory, this registration that's distributed on your neural synapse, living in your brain. What's to say you can't bring back this very moment in time if you had a powerful enough system to recollect the pebble you just stepped on walking down the road on a painted white line on asphalt walking past a barn house during the sunrise at a leisurely pace of 2.3 miles per hour at this very GPS coordinate Let me capture this moment. Photograph number two. And that's exactly what 
I'm going to capture. The silhouette of that tree, that farmhouse. This moment is captured. It will live on on some storage cloud somewhere. Your legacy. What will it be? It'll be in those moments of bringing up your children, your grandchildren, holding them close at that one moment in time where that photograph was taken. Cherish those moments, those very few slight fleeting moments, that sliver in time that sliver of the pie, the 360-degree view, that experience. Maybe captured for you, but lost for the other. Perfect example of that would be my mother holding my second son. And my father doing the same and capturing those moments. tell you I would love to have a higher-end camera to capture this mist over this field with the crescent moon the smartphone cameras can only pick up so much resolution 12 megapixels yeah yeah once once your cameras can have higher image quality to really capture the fully encompassed experience in a 360 degree sense. You know, the processors are going to need to be quite a bit more substantial. Rocky Meadow Farm. 13205 Hessong Bridge Road. So a nice little farmhouse. Very quaint with a few simulated candle lights in each of the windows. Again, you know, picturesque, very attractive. Take a few moments. Arabian Stallion Service. Corned beef, huh? Mm, little antiquated sign on the side of that barn that said that one inch high copy, black and white. All right, so there's a stable to my left. I think the sunrise is just about to occur here. I don't see it over the horizon, but the colors of the sunrise are quite brilliant.
surpassing an hour. Okay, well, I think I'm going to call it quits here for the podcast. I'll be coming up to a fork in the, in the road, and luckily I can see that in the daylight. So chances are my walk is going to be no greater than about eight miles at this steady pace. Should complete around 8 a.m. So until next time, at 6.26 a.m. Sunday, November 4th, 2018, I thank you for joining me. Appreciate your support. I look forward to you joining me on social media. At Stephen Applegate. The Applegate Experience. It's been a pleasure to share this for your ears only. I'll let the roosters cow in the background here as it fades out into the distance. If you haven't already, make it a great day.